Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Okay, before we get into this episode of Friday. I want to remind you that my 2019 mastermind is filling up quickly in terms of the applications rolling in. Now, I've not started my pre-qualification phone calls yet, but remember, this is on a first-come, first-served basis for at least getting your applications in line. I go through them all. I look for the best fit, and then I set up a phone call to see if it's a great fit between you, me, and our existing group. So, if you are at all interested, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind. So the mastermind is the fastest way I know of to 10x your business, up-level your tribe, and get a clear path to grow your business and your relationship to the next level. It's like a significant shortcut for you. So Look at it this way. What if by this time next year, your profits 10X and you spent less time working and had more time with your family and your friends doing the things that light you up? And what if you did it with the highest level entrepreneurs on the planet? And what if you learned all of this while you were experiencing some of the most amazing adventures places, and cities in the world. Stop the what ifs and choose, make a decision to make this happen. So go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and fill out the application. In the mastermind, I'll put you into a group of high level achievers where everyone is at your level or higher, and you'll be in three different masterminds throughout the year going to three different locations and being a part of what I call an experiential learning environment. I learn best by doing cool things with cool people and not in the back of a Holiday Inn conference room. So I redesigned the entire mastermind concept and made it fully immersive experiences. I made the long conference room tables disappear, you know, the one with the mints and the water, it's all gone. So who's it for? Any upper six-figure earner that is at $300,000 or above, or those that have just barely squeaked over their first million and are looking to learn how to get past the multiple seven-figure range year after year. So even if you're just curious, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and click apply. Do not let this negative self-chatter get in the way. We all have it, by the way. Power through it. Power through it. You can do it. All right, let's get on with the episode. Well, Kimberly, 
Murgatroyd. I didn't know what was going to come out there. Happy Christmas New Year to you. Happy, happy Christmas. Hey, you know what we're going to talk about today? Yes. We are going to talk about three strategies to put in place when designing your 2019 goals. Well, you are the genius behind everything goal setting. I've I've honestly, I have to give you a compliment here. Mm. And not just because I'm your your wife. Take your time. Slow it down, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> I have never seen anyone create goals and tackle them in the way that you do. You are like a goal slayer. And mm. I am really just grateful and proud of you. Grateful to have you in my life because I'm an Aquarius and I just fly by the seat of my pants. So I would never have a goal if it wasn't for you. I love that. I thought you were going to call me a goal slut. That's what it felt like was coming out of your mouth. I don't know why. I was like, a goal slut? I've never been called that before, but okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if, it, it sounded kind of nice to you It in sounded kind of nice. I was going with goal slayer. So. Goal slayer. So there's three things we're going to talk about. Number one is to choose goals that bring you excitement. Number two... Consider rituals over goals. And number three, our annual ritual of leaving the story behind. So, you know, look, the first one I want to talk about is excitement. And I remember right where I was. We were in Santa Monica at our uh, dear friend, Chris and Lori Harder's house. And uh, Chris's brother, Nick, was doing a marathon. And so uh, Chris being the kind of brother that he is, we were running around in his car chasing mile markers in the mastermind so that we could- In the mastermind. Uh, mastermind, oh my God, see what's on my mind? In the marathon, <laughs> the other M, uh, in the marathon, and you'll see why I said mastermind in a second, just so we can wave at him. So, you know, you know, you rush there, you want to get a parking spot and you, you're waiting for Nick to go by so you can go, woo. Hey, and we're just hoping to beat him because he's like a gazelle. Because he's really fast. And uh, so while we were there, you know, you have to wait, right? So we're just having this conversation. You know, he said, "Well, what is it that you'd love to do?" And I said, "Well, you know, obviously our passion is travel, and we spend a lot of our time uh, traveling. But I'm really, really stuck. I haven't been able to sell my chiropractic office, and I really want to sell it. And I really would love to be doing something that's involving travel and blah blah blah." And he goes, "Dude." I know exactly what you need to do. And I'm like, what? He said, you need to run a mastermind. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you need to do a mastermind that is completely different from every other mastermind. You need to do your mastermind. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, when I come on a trip with you to Greece, it is life-changing. Like I come back and we've sat on the beach and we've had cocktails and we brainstorm business ideas and life goals and you know where we want to travel to next. And you guys have been doing this for years and you have millions of views on YouTube where people are just loving what you guys stand for and the inspiration that you offer. Why don't you just formalize it? And I was like, huh, maybe I can find a way that I could do this mastermind in the way that I want to do it and simultaneously get myself out of this office. So that began a journey. So point number one is to find something that you're excited about. In another podcast, we talked about, you know, me making a goal that I wasn't excited about, but sounded logical, which was I'm going to open up 10 chiropractic offices. I'm going to sell them for $3 million and I'm going to live on the interest. The problem with that was I didn't give a shit about it. 
It, I don't wasn't, give, it wasn't exciting. I don't give a shit about the one office I have. Sorry, but it's the truth. I just was not. And when I say I don't give a shit, I mean, I wasn't passionate about it, right? It just wasn't something. I just felt like I, it's it was 25 more, years in. 25 years in. I'm not the same guy. So number one is <clears throat> is be, be super passionate about what it is that you do. Okay. So I just want to go a little deeper and I'm going to ask you some questions because you're the goal slayer slut. Mm. So you love Shalene Johnson's push journal. I do. And that literally doubled our income in the clinic when you implemented that. And it's also helping you create and sell out this mastermind. So can you give us a little behind the scenes of, I know everybody right now is looking for the new planner du jour and you are very passionate about her planner. And one thing I do, another, I'm going to just give you more compliments today. Mm, I'll take them. Just slow, pump the brakes, baby. Just slow down a little bit. And let's make sure that every word is enunciated clearly. <laughs> and that you, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to like- let It you, is being okay. recorded, uh, right? Hold on a second. Three, two. Oh my God. Go. Thanks, honey. So the next compliment I'm going to give you is, a lot of people come into this world of being, you know, some sort of like expert in whatever, and they reinvent the wheel. What I love is that you will jump in and find a system that works for you. And if one exists, like let's say Shalene's push planner, you just go all in on that. You don't try to reinvent the wheel, add your spin on it and call Rob Murgatroyd's goal setting system. You know, you actually just jump all in and give credit where credit is due and it allows you more freedom rather than reinventing the wheel. So can you tell me and everybody, because I'm not alone, what you love so much about her system with the push planner and God, I've said it so many times we should be an affiliate. Um, what you've said, I mean, what the system is and why you think that one is so different from every other goal system system out there. Well, goal setting system out there. Say that three times fast. Yeah. The, the short answer is that it works, but you know, here's Why the does it work? So, you know, I don't want to go through like a 30 minute lesson of the mechanics of it, but what I'll, what I'll say is this, there is one major piece of this system that I believe is the secret. Like it, it's kind of like the 95, five of this system. You know, we talk about the 80-20, but like this is like the 95-5 of what, of what makes this system work. There's a ton of other things in the system that is incredible. But the thing that makes this amazing is one practice that you do every single day. And that is at the top of the page, you write down what your push goal is. So you choose one major goal. What she forces you to do is she forces you to choose after you select 10 goals to choose one. And if one of those goals isn't on that list, then you just rewrite a goal. And the definition of a push goal is what is the goal that will likely knock down other goals? So let's say you have three or four goals on there. They're about buying things. And you decide that your push goal is going to be that I make $200,000. Well, if you make $200,000, then you can buy three of those goals. So that one push goal knocks down the other goals, right? So once you define what the push goal is at the top of the paper, then you have to write down three actions that you're going to do today that relate to accomplishing the push goal. Now, here's the thing. When you come up with the push goal, you pre-do the work where you write down 
50 to 100 things that you can do to accomplish that push goal. So now you have this massive list. And so every day you open your planner and you write at the top, this is my push goal. What are the three actions I'm going to do? But you don't have to think of the three actions you're going to do because you have it on another brainstorm page. And all you do is pluck those three things off the list and take action against it. So when you ha- when you do this, I don't do it on Saturday and Sunday. When you do it Monday through Friday, you have trained your brain to shut everything else off and go, this is the thing that is most important because I know when I accomplish this thing that my life is gonna be better and more goals are gonna be accomplished because of this thing. You don't have to sit there and brainstorm. You don't have to think about it. You simply open up to the brainstorm page, write the push goal down and take three five to 10 minute actions against that push goal. That's the thing that hits me. It makes you break down tasks into 10 minute tasks. So if every day you have to do three 10 minute tasks that bring you closer to that goal, then you are going to be building that belief that you actually can make this happen. That's belief. You can't just go, I believe, I believe, I believe. You, it, in the same way that you can't sit on the couch and go, I want 200 grand. I want 200 grand. I, you know, I want 130 pounds as you eat Cheetos sitting on the couch. Like That's not going to work. You can't manifest that way. You have to manifest it. You have to believe it. But to truly be a 10 out of 10 in belief, you have to take action towards your goals. But if you take, if the actions look too huge, then you're not going to do them. So if you take something in like weight loss, if you take someone that's eating fast food and has zero meal prepping experience and you have them, you know, spend four hours a week meal prepping every single meal and never eating out, you're going from one extreme to the next. So with people like that, I typically go, why don't you change two meals? Let's start there and keep the rest the way it is and slowly bring them in because that's going to build their belief that they actually can do this. And then when the belief is there, it's a real belief and it's not fake it till you make it believe. It's a really good point. The actions will help you build the belief because you're taking the action. Yeah, like, so they're like loop, they're like linked in together. Like for you, for your mastermind thinking, am I going to be able to sell out a mastermind 24 people and take them around, you know, the world and, you know, do these experiences and this experiential learning at the very beginning, when you announced it, your belief probably was lower than it is now that it's 65% sold out or whatever. So for sure, that's a really, really good point. All right. So number, so that's number, so number two is rituals over goals. So what do you want to add to that? Because I feel like the rituals are those daily actions that you're taking towards your goals. Yeah. um, That's a really, really good point. You have to consider what are the rituals that you need to put in place to accomplish it. So, you know, a simple ritual is having a push journal so that you've got the goal on the top and you have your actions. And I, that's a ritual I do every morning because I know if I do that ritual, then I will take action on the goal, the push goal that, that I've set forth. I could have a goal to lose 20 pounds. And if I have a ritual for me of writing my food down and how much water I have and what I did at the gym, the ritual- Which by the way, is also included in the push journal. Which is included in the push journal. That's and the, how genius this thing is. Mm-hmm. Telling you, if, hashtag affiliate. I know. And the ritual of doing that allows me to accomplish you know, what I need to accomplish in that area. So I would consider that whatever goals you have, 
Consider what your identity is associated with the goal and consider the rituals that you need to put in your life in order to accomplish that goal. And I think people get really confused about, you know, I just get disappointed every year. I come up with my goals of what I want to do and I never hit them. And I think it's like the goal behind the goal. Like you got to write down who are you accomplishing this thing? How are you building belief by taking actions? What small actions are you going to take to build belief? What's your identity? What rituals do you have in place? I think there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that will allow people to kind of you know, sink their teeth into accomplishing the goal. Yeah, and and back to the first one, having a goal that brings you excitement, but that also creates a fire in you that makes you want to accomplish it because I goals like I want to make 200 grand are really boring non-emotional goals but when you boil that down and keep asking yourself what's that 200 grand going to do for you that's when you find the real goal because what you're what you end up uncovering when you keep asking yourself why do you want that is where the struggle actually is and the true emotional reason behind that that blanket, you know, goal. So don't just write a goal and like, you know, whatever. Dig in a little bit deeper and why do you want that goal? Are you excited about that goal? What's going to happen when you hit the wall in that goal? Because you will. You'll hit like a hundred of them. And are you going to have what it takes to bust through? And do you have the support system? Are you in the mastermind? Do you have a great network of friends? Do you have a team of people that you can rely on when shit hits the fan over the next year? That's the stuff you need to put in place. It's not just throw a vision board up and you know call in and pray, like post and pray, literally post your vision board and pray that it all works out. Like that's not how dreams are realized. They're realized with strategy and action and support in team effort. All right, so let's wrap up with the last point, which is to leave the story behind. Can I say something on this? Yeah. I was I'm going to look for the picture because there was the first year that we ever did this and we were in Brazil. It was 2005, I believe. We had not gotten married yet. Pink balloon. Yes, the pink balloon picture. So he had been playing the story in his head of whatever the drama, I don't even honestly remember what it was at this point because it's so far left behind now, but I want to find that picture because I want to use it. Um, I want you to use it and write a post about it towards the end of the year because I think it's so powerful. But so 2005, we were, I don't know what we were going through. There was some drama and we were looping stories and Rob was looping the story and looping the story about whatever it was. And we were there for New Year's. So it's the whole, you know, going into the new year. And we said, what if we agree to leave that story in 20, 2004 or whatever it was? Let's, let's agree to leave that story in, in the last year. And we did. And so we did like a little weird thing where we got this, I don't even, where would we get a pink balloon? But we did. We got a pink balloon, blew it up. And then he let, he literally held the balloon, said the story one last time and let the balloon go up into the sky. Did we buy a pink balloon or did somebody just hand us a balloon Someone randomly? Must have handed it randomly because I don't think I do he would re- have chosen pink. But I do remember that. But we, he said the story one last time and literally let the balloon fly up into the air. And that was the last time we were allowed to repeat that story. And that was the first year. We have done it every single year since 2005. And it's 
genius. So we we got two. We have two things: stupid idea time and leave the story behind. Yeah, They'll you know, change your life. I was interviewed yesterday on the podcast, and I told that because uh, it's it's coming up. You know, it's coming up in our. It's coming up at that time of the year where that you know, comes up for us. So I told him about it and he's like, I really love it. He said, can you give me some examples of some previous stories that you left behind? And I said, you know, we have a rule that as of January 1st, we're not allowed to bring it up again. And, and if we do, you know, we smack each other and go like, duh, duh, you can't say it. <laughs> and because of that, you know, ritual that we have in place where you're not allowed to tell the story after like the first month or two of you trying to like, you know, tell the same damn, you know, drama over and over again, you stop because we hold each other accountable and say, well, we, you're, not, you're not allowed to say it. Well, what I realized that did is it deleted the file in my brain of what the freaking story was. And I can't remember. I might be able to remember one or two over the last- I remember mine from last year. Last, you know, over 10 years, but I honestly don't remember what they are. So this is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So leave the story behind is such a genius thing. So think of that thing. And if you can't think of the thing that you are um, repeating- Ask your best friend <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> because they will know. And sometimes I think the other aspect, yes, we hold each other accountable, but making a conscious decision to never speak of this again is like making peace with it because this is not something that you either got to solve a problem or move on, but you can't keep re repeating the same loop over and over because you're going to lose <laughs> friends. You're going to lose family members. It's not going to be good for anybody. So I know for me last year, the story that I kept saying is, I'm a busy mom. We're running three businesses. I don't have time to really take care of myself, put makeup on, shower. And I know this probably sounds crazy to a lot of you, but for me, it was real. And it was like, I had the, I had the choice. I got four hours in a day when my kid's in school. Now I have six, but I had four hours a day. I had to go to the gym, shower, and work my business in those four hours, plus run any errands that I didn't want to run with her. So I had to pick and choose my battle. And the thing that fell behind was me not caring for myself enough, not getting my nails done ever, not putting makeup on. I mean, I was half the time, I was lucky if I was brushing my teeth, quite honestly. So it's crazy that that was that story. So for, the, for Christmas last year, remember Rob, you bought me all new makeup. Mm -hmm. And that was the story I was leaving behind. I wanted simple makeup that I could do in five minutes. So I felt my best and I felt confident and I didn't have to be the tired, exhausted, overwhelmed, busy mom that doesn't have time for that. I wanted to leave that behind and take care of myself more. So that's what I did. And look at me right now. Makeup. You have makeup on. I have makeup on. I got my hair braided and it's not perfect. It doesn't always happen, but it's a conscious decision to no longer repeat that story and to change the behavior. It's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking now of, you know, the story that I'm going to leave behind. And the one that comes to me, but I don't think it's going to be a good one, is going to be that um, I can't say I'll never get to California to live. Well, that one's already gone. Because that one's already gone. Yeah. Um, See, you have so many, like these things go away. They start to disappear. So I have to- I think we're leaving your clinic 
behind. <laughs> yeah. And the stress of that behind. Well, but that's that's, that's happening, happening anyway. It's happening anyway. So I got to think about, I don't have an answer, um, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm going to find you one. You know what? Just let me talk to you for another day or two and I'm sure you will repeat something. All right. So that's, uh, that's TBD, as they say. That's it, everybody. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 